Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you, thank you for joining me. Now, we humans have experienced fear from the beginning of time. There are so many things to be fearful about. Fear is that distressing emotion that's aroused by impending danger, uh, potential pain, or, or sometimes just plain evil. Now, our bodies react to this, whether or not the threat is real or only imagined. So when people live in constant fear, uh, whether from physical dangers or, you know, merely threats they're dreaming up in their minds, uh, the immune system is weakened. Now, this is information you're going to want. There are obviously real threats in the world. I do not want to minimize that. The fear response uh, is an essential survival mechanism, and and it's designed actually to keep us safe. But but everything that sounds scary is not real. So what I want to talk today about uh, is how to combat both the real fear responses as well as the imagined fear responses. Now, fear often leads to poor decision-making, and and it can change the trajectory of your life. So you don't want that to happen. I mean, fear makes the news. Fear sparks gossip. Fear makes people listen. It makes people buy things that they otherwise might not purchase. I love an acronym I heard for fear years ago, a false evidence appearing real. I mean, I think that's mostly what happens to us. You know, our bodies are designed elegantly to handle fearful situations. Because as I said earlier, we're designed for survival. And, you know, we have our immune system, our nervous system, our digestive system, endocrine systems, I mean, just to name a few that um, are all involved in keeping us safe. And each one of these systems has to be fully operational to handle real or imagined fears. So what happens to your body when you become afraid of something? Um, You know, what happens when you sense danger or you feel like your life's being threatened in any way? One of my very favorite dead guys, Hans Selye, was a pioneer who studied the stress response. And he's considered the first person to actually demonstrate the relationship between biological stress and disease. Now that's all well established now, but it was relatively new because, you know, he lived in the 1900s, like 1907 to 1982. And um, one thing I loved about Dr. Selyer is that he always said he didn't consider work to be work. He considered it to be leisure because he enjoyed it so much. And I, I totally relate to that. Love, love, love my work. So there are, there are mountains of research on stress now, though. And um, we know that we were designed with three basic stages or, or three basic reactions to fear. Now, they're alarm, resistance, and exhaustion. So whenever a threat is sensed or imagined, your body prepares to deal with it in so many ways. So in the first stage of alarm, your nervous system gets activated, you release cortisol, you release adrenaline, um, which are those two are the primary stress hormones, and you get a general increase in brain arousal because you're going to need to think fast. You're going to 
you know, need to run faster and jump higher. So your heart rate and your blood pressure go up. Um, you have to supply more oxygen to your muscles. Your blood sugar goes up to supply glucose uh, to your muscles to empower you to, you know, run away or to fight. Interestingly, uh, during the stress response, your eyesight sharpens. I think that is just fascinating. Uh, your your blood's going to thicken to protect you in case you're in a fight and you would get cut. Uh, and obviously, your digestion's going to slow down or even halt. I mean, you don't have time to poop if you're in the middle of a life and death situation. You can do that later if you survive. So uh, these are all systems. You know, any system that's not needed for survival. It's going to slow down or shut down. I mean, that includes like repair. Uh, you first have to live before you need repair. So, so it, our bodies do everything to help us run faster, uh, get out of the way, because our bodies are designed for survival. And this is all good when it's short term. It's not good when it goes on and on and on and on and is triggered all day long by every little thing. You know, it's triggered by... Um, the coffee's not perking fast enough. And then it's triggered by something uh, somebody in your family does. And then the, then the traffic is too much. And then, you know, on and on. You can see you've known people that every little thing triggers their stress response. You know, this, this chronically high cortisol increases inflammation. It promotes weight gain. Um, I think if people knew that stress really promoted weight gain, they might take more steps to deal with stress. Um, this, this chronic this chronic fear is one of the reasons that many people are on blood pressure medicines, on blood thinning medications, um, and and you know who are struggling with unwanted pounds. So this long term fear weakens the immune system, and it can cause cardiovascular damage, uh, gut problems, infertility issues. It accelerates aging. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. People who have lived in chronic fear uh, always. Of look older, feel older, and it absolutely shortens health span. Remember, health span is uh, the time in your life that you feel good. It's your active lifespan. Uh, you want your health span to be as equal to your lifespan as possible. Now, chronic fear uh, impairs the formation of long-term memories. Uh, it can even uh, make it more difficult for you to regulate future fear. Now think of someone that you know living in chronic fear. The world always looks so scary to them and uh, their memories and their expectations are confirming that. Chronic fear can also impact relationships because it interrupts the processes in our brains that help us read nonverbal cues. Uh, chronic fear decreases our ability to regulate emotions and and it negatively impacts our decision making. So so that's why I say that it can harm relationships. I mean, it's very proven and you've probably seen it uh, in your world. I mean, chronic fear just leaves, leaves people vulnerable mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, relationally. Um, so so that's the first stage. The second stage of fear reactions involves uh, a process called homeostasis. Now, homeostasis uh, is the body's attempt to get back to balance. Uh, it's a, a time of, um, of recovery, renewal of these stress hormones that are released. I mean, you know, first of all, we have, um, I, I wish I had talked about uh, 
the stages and told you all three at once. I mean, there's the alarm stage, there's going to be the, the stage of homeostasis, and then there's going to be the exhaustion phase. So I'll back up just a little bit. So we talked about the alarm phase. Well, the 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 stage of homeostasis uh, is when the body is saying, I need to rest, uh, I need to restore. And um, during this time, you're going to have a reduced immune defense. So without, you know, with this reduced immune defense, you're very much more susceptible to any infection in the world around you. So you can easily see how stressed out people are, are sick more and how it can uh, negatively affect relationships. I mean, these bodies are merely our relationship vehicles. And so we want to take care of them because relationships are what matters. So, so We've had uh, alarm, we've had homeostasis, and now we have exhaustion. When it goes on continually too long, the body reaches this this exhaustion phase. Uh, now, this is when your body actually loses its ability to respond. You can't resist fear because your body has lost its adaptation energy. Now, this you've heard this called burnout, overload, adrenal fatigue. Um, and just, you know, plain exhaustion. I mean, the exhaustion stage results in a very increased susceptibility to illness. Uh, chronically fearful stress people produce lower levels of antibodies when they're exposed to any kind of germ. I mean, if it's a bacteria, a fungus, a parasite, a virus, you name it. Now, on the other side of that equation, which is equally dangerous, they also produce higher levels of cytokines and uh, inflammation-triggering chemicals. So, so bottom line, fear will bring nothing but harm to a person's physical, emotional, environmental, relational, and even spiritual health. It's really a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so consequently, with to have a vitality mindset, you have to have an action plan. Because as you know, you're thinking of things in your life that scare you. I mean, the the news is scary. The there's just a jillion things to, if you focus on it, to uh, to send you into the fear response. So I want to help you have a strategy, and I think it starts with addressing your mindset. Uh, everything everything starts in your mind, and there may be more than one way to deal with things, but I'll share with you today my mindset for feel, for dealing with fear because there's been quite a bit lately. I mean, if you've listened to uh, Vitality Mindset recently, or episode five specifically, you know that I was recently diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Now that's often called CLL. Now note, I do not feel bad. I'm 62 years old. I take no medications. This was a shockeroo-roo. Uh, I was just sort of being a guinea pig for a great friend of mine who's a immunologist, and we thought we were going to find out how young my immune system was. But um, uh, surprise, you know. Uh, so you know that diagnosis can spear, can spike the fear response in in anybody. But I refuse to live in fear. So what is my mindset for dealing with this new fear provoking information in my life? First of all, I always go to the Bible and I remind myself of 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that's 2 Timothy 1.7. So any time in my life that I've been dealing with fear um, and 
and want to be want to avoid being overcome with fear, it's always because of God's word. It's not some, you know, fabulous skill I have. I have to go to God's word. I have to get that power. Period. It always encourages me and it always helps me to maintain a sound mind. Now this goes along with um with modern science. When I was getting my training at Mayo Clinic in wellness coaching, uh, we were constantly reminded that what fires together wires together. And originally I thought that was something Mayo Clinic figured out. And then later in research, I realized it's what's called the Hebbian law and uh, neurons that fire together, wire together. Now that simply means that whatever you repeat to yourself over and over becomes ingrained in your brain and becomes your automatic response. So if you automatically get fearful when you hear, oh, you know, a tornado's coming. Oh, a storm's coming. Oh, you know, whatever it is. I mean, think about in your own life. Everybody has, I mean, this is, you know, universal. Um, so, in, so if you think about it enough, it becomes, it's like a well-worn path in your brain. And that path gets wider and wider the more you think that. So if you react to everything in the world with paralyzing fear and worry, then that's what your brain automatically jumps to. That's what it's automatically going to do. So what's making you fearful at this time in your life? We all have challenges. You know, there are plenty of real concerns in our world that elicit fear. I do not want to minimize that. There are plenty of things to um, to address. And, and there's also plenty of imagined stressors in our world that elicit the very, uh, very real fear. You know, your body, though, does not know the difference. The wear and tear on your immune system is the same if it's a real danger or if it's an imagined danger. So um, real or imagined, your body's going to suffer. So you have to have a sound mind and you have to train your mind to stay calm and think as clearly as possible during uh, times of threat. So the first step for me is to deal with fear is to go to God's word, to run to God and not from God, to know that he's given me a strong mind and that uh, he's going to help me deal with the situation. I think it's very powerful to name the fear, uh, merely stating what your fear is, you know, will give you strength. And I think it, um, helps helps minimize what's going on. I mean, say it out loud, write it down, focus your mind on it. Uh, the, Whatever it loses its power when you face it. At this point, you have to discern if the threat's real or if it's really something imagined or something exaggerated in your mind. Uh, You know, to nurture a vitality mindset, you have to have um, have to face it. You have to you have to face it, even if you realize I'm imagining that and I need to stop. You know, thinking poorly of whatever situation. I mean, it really. It really, really, really helps to write it down. I, I promise. Take out a piece of paper, make three columns, and um, it's just really a simple way to deal with it. Write your worry, your stressor at the top. So uh, in the left column, you're going to write what's factual. Now, this 
at this point, you've already you already know if it's a real threat or an imagined threat. So if it's factual, write it in the left column. In this middle column, uh, write the emotion that it's eliciting. Write the fearful thoughts. You know, write what you're feeling because that matters. What you're feeling often can control what you do. So you need to address that. Now, remember, uh, fear is not who you are, and you can think your way through it. Now, in the third column, uh, write what you can actually do about it. You might need to educate yourself on some facts regarding, you know, whatever you're having to deal with, regarding what is scaring you, uh, because often the unknown is the scariest thing of all. I mean, get all the information uh, to examine the situation for yourself. This will help you gain a sense of proportion. It will just help you gain a sense of control. So for example, take my recent diagnosis diagnosis with CLL. I mean, nothing could have surprised me more. So, I mean, it, it really was um was terrifying at first. So at the top of the page I wrote, "Dang it. I feel great and now I have this crazy cancer diagnosis." Um so so then column 1 I wrote, "The blood test shows and they did two to confirm it that I have abnormal B cells in my immune system that are considered chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Um, So in column two, what's my emotion? Well, I mean, my emotion is I'm too young to die. You know, my emotion is there's so many important things I want to do. I have fear of missing out in life. I want, you know, I have lots and lots of information I want to give to you all, my listeners. Uh, So, so, but that's my real emotion. Yikes. I want to live a long life. So then in column three, so what can I do about it? Well, I can um, know what my blood sugar is. I can make sure I'm keeping my body as strong as possible. I can make sure I'm getting plenty of sleep. I can uh, be eat, eat more nutrient-dense foods. I mean, there's a whole lot that I can do about it, and that's probably going to be a separate podcast or even a separate class because CLL is the most uh, common form of leukemia. Lots of people, lots of you all are suffering with it. Um, and I, I want to to talk more about that. So the point is, though, to rationally evaluate your fears, not let them dominate your life. You do not have to live in fear if you, uh, you can choose not to. But if, if you let it dominate your life, you're going to have more illness. Uh, you're not going to feel as good. And when you don't feel as good, you can potentially damage relationships. Uh, when you're, you know, when your brain's crippled and occupied with fear, it affects every single part of your life. You know, know that the fears that are imagined and, and deal with, um, with you know, getting into reality. Know that uh, which fears are real and, and, and deal with those. Find ways to deal with those. God has given you uh, a sound mind. He has not given you a spirit of fear, but you have to use the brain he's given you. Another thing that really helps me deal with fear is to maintain an eternal perspective. So, so as a follower of Christ, uh, I look forward to heaven. I'm I'm not ready to go today. I mean, I'm ready to go today, but I don't want to go today. Hopefully, um, I know that I'm going to you know live forever in heaven. Uh, but I still want to live a full life. I want to do my part. I, and I want to understand in this fear of CLL, you know, what is my job and what, um, 
what God's job is, what my job is, and what I need to just let go. So so that's how I deal with fear. And I hope that helps you um, because I just see so many people right now who are just crippled with fear, with, with what, you know, f- false evidence appearing real. So many things that we worry about, that we waste time on, will never happen. Uh, you know, fear Like I always talk about normal. Fear is a normal part of life, but you don't always want to live in normal. Normal is usually not good. In our world, normal is dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, and totally stressed out. The normal person needs more hope, more faith, and much less fear. Remember, fear weakens immunity. So thank you for joining me today for episode 18 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple. Remember, healthy doesn't have to be confusing, expensive, or no fun. Uh, Please Uh, subscribe and share. Vitality Mindset Made Simple is now in 192 cities and 22 countries. And that is because of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Blessings until next time. 